Hello and welcome back to the very best podcast, the podcast where three guys sit around and decide what is the very best of absolutely everything. Um, I'm Sam. I'll be your host for this episode, and I'm joined by Jay and Ben. Say hi, guys. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome. I don't know about I don't know about you guys, but I am feeling a bit of pressure. That last episode was a doozy. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was crazy. I think it was the time pressure. We we're all trying to trying to squeeze it in, and. Um, or like crack we smoked beforehand as, as well, probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably didn't help. No. Oh, yeah. Forgot no. about that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember very that's little. A, I just listened to it back. I was like, that's oh, what it, it'll do that's that really going to yeah. put a spanner in the works. We go, are they serious? Are they joking? <laughs> I think that's, that, that's, that's the key to quality in our podcast is whether we smoke crack beforehand or not. Yeah. Oh, that was crack. Oh, wow. Okay. I thought it that's was what it was. <laughs> I don't know the difference actually. I don't really know what what other what other various flavors you could get. I know heroin and crack are smokable. I don't know quite what they are, really. Uh, there and there and then there's weed. That's the classic one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. And then there's hash. Um, weed. Weed is what? And then there's hash as well. Is that not weed? Is that it's, not no, it's thing? it's different. But it's it's still. I mean, I, I wouldn't know. But I think it's the same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Word on the street is. Um, I think it's the same thing in both. That's the same active ingredient. I think they're both THC. And are they are they all of them passed on the left hand side? Is that is that or is it any, anything goes with crap? In yeah, like in the northern hemisphere, in the southern hemisphere, the way around. It's like, it's like, it's like that. Uh, it's like that scene in Inglorious Bastards. You know where the guy gives the game away by the way he he gestures three. Yeah. And then the Nazis all realise that he's a spy. That's how, that's how, that's how you know a narc. Like they, they pass, the, pass the Dutchie on the right-hand side. Just like, ah, okay. Because apparently they don't have to tell you they're a cop. I've, I've learnt. Mm. Apparently you, an undercover cop doesn't have to tell people that they're a cop. Police you can ask lie. Them, <laughs> Isn't that you, uh, kind if of you, if, you, if you ask them, they have to answer honestly, though. <laughs> an have, undercover no, cop doesn't have to tell anyone they're undercover. That's true. They, they can lie. <laughs> Even into interrogation. Isn't that literally what they do? Like, hi, my name's Jose. (laughs) Yeah. Is it really Jose? Ah, you got me. You got me. Damn it. It's a legal requirement for the undercover cop. You have to to tell me. Stay undercover. (laughs) By all means, necessary. In in an interrogation, they can lie as well. Apparently. Yeah, because they're on the same team, obviously. The same team as the cops. They're on the same team as. They're what? on the same team if you're undercover cop and you're being. No, by no. The if cops. you're a, a policeman or a police person, mm. police officer, I should say, mm. um, is interview uh, interrogating you, interrogating, mm. interrogating yeah. you, they uh, can lie. They can say, "Ah, oh, your mate Jimmy. He's told us everything. He says it's you." Yeah, Jimmy, yeah, but they, 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 the, the thing is that like the way you get out of it is like if you if you correctly identify who's the good cop and the bad cop within like forty five seconds they have to let you go, drop right. charges. <laughs> yeah, there's, it's, it's a loophole. Not a lot of people know that. If you get it wrong, <laughs> the guy just takes his tash off. He goes, "No, this was a fake tash all along." It's exactly, not, that's, exactly. That's, it's quite, it's quite, it's actually quite entertaining. You know, <laughs> it's also quite. I easy. hope so. It's like a 50-50 probability. <laughs> yeah. Bad cop. Yeah. 
Damn it! <laughs> sorry. Like, that's it's like life. flipping a coin. <laughs> Heads or tails. Life in prison. Sorry. Um, okay, so um, I've been thinking uh, recently about our um, obviously our motivations for uh, doing this podcast are um, purely financial. Yeah, we do it um, for the money. That's. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a strategy that has 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 paid dividends. Well, I was so, going to say we are uh, so far we are catastrophically failing. <laughs> <laughs> we are, you know, we. How do you define success? Not financially, anyway. <laughs> in this, in this just, uh, instance, it, it reminds me of that when you did some stand-up. You did that joke, didn't you, about how you? Um, I've devised a. Uh, a scheme to avoid tax. It's oh, yeah. called uh, making not making any money. <laughs> <laughs> and that's of how tax, I keep yeah. my spelt physique. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It limits the amount of tax you have to pay and food you can buy. Um, so <laughs> it's, it's great. Brilliant. It's a two-pronged thing. Brilliant. Okay, so I've been thinking about us, but obviously we have our mighty sponsor that we are... Um, beholden to which is devil's kitchen uh, hot sauce hot um, sauce by, hot, hot sauce hot sauce it's hot um, by <laughs> our illustrious sponsor and host uh, ben um but you know we are uh, a bunch of hooers filthy hooers <laughs> and we'll do anything for money so we've uh, you know we've been inundated <laughs> absolutely inundated with people who want to be associated with this mm. podcast that we're, um, we're we're doing and um so we've got a couple of adverts some possible um new sponsors to pitch um and i thought we could we could do these we could act out these adverts um for the public so i've got something here I prepared something, some copy, nice. and we're going to act it out. <clears throat> I'll, I'll kind of direct you, guys. Okay. Um, I've named the characters after you, guys, for for ease. Um, so all you need to do is, uh, I'll, you know, just read out your part, and I'll give you a bit of direction. Now, I'll, I'll the only director that I can really kind <clears throat> semi impersonate is is Werner Herzog. So I'll, I'll do my best, Werner Herzog. Ben, you are a young person <laughs> between the age of 18 and 25. You are concerned but enthusiastic. Jay, you are the voice over artist. You have the solution to Ben's problem. You are confident and reassuring. Action. I fancy a cheeky Nando's, but I'm having issues between my other cheeks. Never fear, your two favorite brands, Anusol and Nando's, have teamed up to bring you Peri Peri Pile Cream. Wow, exhilarating, it's like I can taste it. Now you can baste your base in lemon and herb, medium and extra hot. This isn't helping at all. Flame grill your hemorrhoids today with peri-peri pile cream. Peri-peri pile cream may cause headaches, nausea, bleeding, anal seepage, phantom limb syndrome, hysterical <laughs> pregnancy, 
Frenchness, heightened sense of smell, emphysema, pancreatic cancer, a sudden interest in ceramic animals, death, climate change, and Jeremy Clarkson. Do not consult your doctor before using Peri Peri Power Cream because they'll tell you not to. Yeah. Very good. Uh, I would buy that. I would buy that. I'll buy a, a crate. Mm. Yeah, great. Brilliant. Right, so this advert, um, it's uh, its a new vodka that's been launched uh, by Katie Hopkins and Nigel Farage. Um, and uh, the direction that I have is, it's, you're both exactly the same. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, Terry, Terry Wigan maybe? I don't know. <laughs> From the last, maybe, maybe this is Ben's chance to try Terry Wigan as well. And right, um, is it, there's an accent. Although maybe Ben can be Terry Wigan and, and Sam could be someone he really actually wanted to be, but he didn't remember. Terry Wagon. Terry Wagon, yeah. Terry, Terry Wigwam. Yeah, I, I kicked myself afterwards because that... The, it, Wigan it's and a, Wagon. Wagon is an anagram of Wogan. I should have called it Terry Wagon. But, so uh, this, is, this, this, is a, this is an advert, um, yeah, about vodka. And we're all in it, so I'm going to be in it as well. Okay. Uh, and it goes something along the lines of this. It's in our island and our waters. It's in our artistry and across our land. It's in our history and our cities. It's in all our stones that stand. <laughs> it's time to come and find it. It's time to come and feel it. White vibes. A spirit of its own. <laughs> I mean, it just sounds like racism. Like, you, 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 you really feel it. Just the various whites. I just, we get all the flavors of whites. It's, it's white vodka. So what, this is, this is, like, this is like BNP's official uh, spirit, is, it? is Is that what's going on? I think, I think, yeah, it's like wherever the latest uh, episode of that organization is, isn't it? I don't Ser think it exists anymore. Serving suggestion, crackers. <laughs> Served with crackers. <laughs> oh crap! We started early, getting into trouble. In the last episode, we waited till the third act. <laughs> in this one, we're like, "We're going in hot, coming in hot." <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, I white vibes comes from a um, you you were out at a restaurant the other day, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, Sanskriti in Valafield. We just studied the desserts menu and it just said uh, vanilla cheesecake with coconut ice cream. White vibes. White I just vibes. found it really funny. Wow. And, uh, wow. <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious. It's just white vibes and then the, the dish was just a series of racial slurs. Yeah. Like yeah. Vanilla cheesecake, honky, <laughs> yeah. milk bottle, cracker. Uh, yeah, right. Um, so this week, this week we hear from um, a great artist that I um, I first met him many many moons ago when I did a when I ran an open mic in the now defunct Varsity uh, Varsity Pub in Rushome, um, which was for. You know, to put it nicely, a bit of a shithole. 
Um, but he was a ray of sunshine in an otherwise gloomy um, dive. Oh, so sweet. Yeah, he was great. He's he's got an amazing voice, really interesting, innovative um, guitar style as well. And he's put together some. He's finally put together some songs um, uh, that he's releasing, and they're sort of folky vibes, soulful vibes. Um, he's got a touch of the Ray Lamontaines about his voice, um, and he's a bit of a, a bit of a writer as, as well. So, well, he is a writer as well um, in terms of he writes fiction. So, uh, what do you guys think? What do you think he's going to? What's his very best challenge tr- question going to be? Hmm. Maybe something literary. Could be. Yeah, something. Yeah, something. The best fiction book ever, or something. I don't know. The best fiction, the very best fiction ever. Okay. Yeah. What do you think, Sam? What do you um, think the question's going to yeah, be? May, I think maybe he's quite a soulful chap. Best soul singer, maybe. Maybe best soul singer. Some very best soul singer, something like that. I got soul, but I'm super bad. He's got soul, and he's not a soldier. Um, okay, so let's have a listen to what Imlac had to say. What's his name? Uh, his name is Neil Graham, but he plays under Imlac. Imlac, okay. Imlac, yeah. It means it's Gaelic for marshland, and it's also a character in a book, uh, The Prince of Abyssinia. Nice. Abyssinia later. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so sorry. Hi there. My name is Imlac, and I'm a Scottish singer-songwriter. Uh, currently based in Cambridge. I first met your esteemed host, Sam, at, in Manchester when I used to play there. I've just recorded an EP called Black Fire, uh, and you're about to hear the single uh, Fading Woman, which is the first song on the EP. My question for you, my very best question is, who is the very best female singer-songwriter of all time, uh, dead or alive? That's my uh, question for the podcast please do follow me on uh, instagram at underscore imlac underscore on instagram uh, or at imlac music on the facebook page and i hope you really enjoy or enjoyed the song uh thanks for that imlac so very best singer songwriter um of all time dead or I alive that was i read that that message was really nice it's like Nice voice. He kind of gave it? us a, yeah, lovely voice. And also he gave us a background about himself. I don't think, so anyone's gone in that much detail. I really like that. It's like an investment as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's really true. invested. Thanks for that. Lovely. True. What was his name? I, it, so it's Imlac. I don't want to call him, I don't call it Imlac. What was his name again? Imlac. He's uh, Neil Graham. Neil. Thanks uh, for that, Neil. his name. Um, I'll have to check with him whether he wants to that to be revealed, but um, I'll let you know. But uh, yeah, oh. Imlac, and uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's ashamed. <laughs> and we'll that Neil, we'll we'll be the judge of that whether he needs to. Be uh, no, he's uh, uh, no. That's that's. It's quite interesting how different um, mm. people, you know, how differently people take the format or how they decide to present their question. Or, I mean, last week we had. That was a you know that was a moment wasn't it <laughs> last week and then we got this 
Uh, Last week was brilliant. (laughs) It was just like, you don't need to know about us. The only thing you need to know about is the question. (laughs) And that we're weird. (laughs) In a great way, in a lovely way. Um, yeah, so I think we're stalling for time here. So very best, I think it's my, I'm first, aren't I? Because I was second last mm. time. So I'm going to say singer-songwriter, got to be greatest of all time, Carly Simon, without even thinking about it. Mm. Nice. Just so many hits and the lyrics are just intelligent and, you know, and I'll elaborate a bit later. Mm. Okay, so next I think is Jay, right? Um, I think the... I was watching a documentary about this, actually. I, I linked all my answers to... I was watching a documentary. Um, I think I'm going to go with Nina Simone. Nina Good Simone. Nina Good Simone. Show. Yeah, Nina man. Simone. Absolute powerhouse. And just what she... Oh, also, I just... Yeah, she had something to say as well. <laughs> and yeah, something... She's incredible. I just love Nina Simone. Amazing. Go for that. Good, good. Uh, and I will go <laughs> with uh, Bjork. Because oh, yeah, she's great. wild. Nice. Yeah, great. Very good. These yeah. are all, you know, big hitters. Sometimes mm. I'm just, when we when we choose, sometimes <laughs> I'm like, ah, that's probably better. And, uh, but uh, I think they're all pretty much up there. The heavyweights, yeah. Proper heavyweights, yeah. I was going to say Taylor Swift. <laughs> You're going to say Taylor Swift. Oh, damn it. But I went for uh, Nina Simone, Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh. They're so they're so similar as well. <laughs> Damn it! Or who's the girl who wrote Friday, Friday, Friday? Uh, <laughs> Rebecca Black. Rebecca Black. Rebecca, Rebecca Black. Black. Damn it! Yeah, the legend is. Damn it! Um, okay, so let's have a listen then. So we'll um, we're going to uh, put together some arguments for y'all while you listen to Fading Woman by Imlac off their uh, new record, which is Black Fire. Don't walk away, don't leave 
There we have uh, Imlac with Fading Woman. Um, what do you guys think? Very yeah, nice. I loved it. Loved it. It's a bit, uh, yeah, reminded me of a Brian. Also reminded me of, like, it should be in like a, it, 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 like a late 90s Nicolas Cage film. <laughs> you know, like a montage. <laughs> like he's just walking right. into the sunset and the song is playing. <laughs> Coming home to his wife and kids and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right. Okay. Yeah, I loved it. It reminded those... you of, of Brian Adams, just in the beginning bit. Okay. Even fact, yeah, just his voice a little bit. Yeah. The huskiness. Yeah, huskiness. yeah, yeah. Um, that's in in many areas of um, of musical interest. That wouldn't be the greatest compliment, but we do like. Oh Brian really, Adams, so. Brian no, Adams? Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. It's not. Well, it's I'm not so, the best. I'm thing. sorry, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to offend you if I offended you. Um, but I, I think, you know, he's, he's got the husky voice. Brian, you can't worse. deny Brian Adams has a great voice. Come on now. Yeah. I don't know, I, I don't know who I'm worse. arguing with. I'm arguing It, it could I'm have been sorry. worse. I could have gone, it sounded a bit like a cheer, and then Sam would have like... <laughs> I was definitely I getting been... that, that Ray LaMontagne vibe for sure. I definitely, think like, yeah, yeah. If you have a voice that good, you have to sing. Like, it's an yeah. amazing voice he's got, like... It'd be a shame to not sing. Like, you yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah great. And uh, and I'm the, glad he got came around to recording it. <laughs> he was saying, wasn't he? he yeah, was exactly. Like, I yeah. just never recorded any music. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad it's you been, did, mate. Yeah, it's been a been a while since I I since he was sort of uh, playing around with some tunes and um, and mm. sort of getting them out there and just sort of starting them to be uh, just starting them off and then now that they're finally coming to sort of to shape to form is mm. it's great and i i love the what he's done with the the violins there the violins sort of keep the thing going this whole the the dynamic performance of it it's, it's everything mm. all out st- straight from the off and then it kind of comes back down and sort of 
winds yeah. around and around. It's re- really nice. And that there's a nice little hook that plays over and over with the the violin. It's great. And then the female vocal, that's a nice surprise as well. So great work. Good job. Love right. So enough um, dilly-dallying. Shall we get on with enough our Enough out arguments? of you. It's enough <laughs> out of you. Yeah. Um, okay. So Carly Simon, the very best uh, singer, songwriter um, ever. Um, she just, uh, just some of her pedigree. She's uh, 23 studio albums, um, one live album, uh, nine comp- compilation albums, and one Christmas album. Um, she's obviously very well known for um, her soundtrack um, to to um, James Bond, Nobody Does It Better, um, which is just a fantastic song. It's a song that I actually play in my cover sets. Um, and let me see if I can come up with the lyrics here. Nobody, but... In fact, a, a better one to, to look at would be You're So Vain, which was, um, which was written about Warren Beatty. And it's got to be one of the greatest sort of... Um, uh, put down songs, take down songs. Diss. Yeah, diss songs. The original yeah. diss track. The <laughs> original diss track, yeah. Um, so you walked into the party like you were walking onto a yacht. Your hat strategically dipped below one eye. Your scarf, it was apricot. You had one eye in the mirror as you watched yourself gavotte. <laughs> Who uses gavotte in a, in a, in a song? That's just... That's just is that the word? I thought it said, as you watch yourself go by. Uh, the, it, this r- rhymes with yacht. <laughs> so, <laughs> is there a misspelling there? This is, a, this is a, according to Google. <laughs> That's one of those thesaurus jobs, mate. Maybe, yeah. And all the girls <laughs> dreamed they'd be your partner. They'd be your partner, and you're so vain. You probably think this song is about you. That's like breaking the fourth wall. There, it's uh, amazing. Uh, yeah, it might be go, uh, go by. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it sounded well. That was brilliant. Uh, yeah, that, that was that was the first time I'd heard it, and I thought I thought I thought it was different. <laughs> I was like, wow, great. Uh, Google has other plans. Uh, so yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. So that's that's her uh, her writing pedigree. She's also a, a children's author now, but I guess everyone is these days. Um, <laughs> but she's uh, just great, great sense of humor. She's just um, just so many albums, so prolific, um, just great hits. And the uh, you know, baby, you're the best. Nobody does it better. Um, I think it was famously in High Fidelity. He said that the main character said that he'd like someone to sing, some sort of tearful uh, woman to sing uh, Nobody Does It Better at his funeral. And I, I, I feel like, you know, you can just really sort of relate to that song whenever it's played and just imagine it's about you. Um, you're so vain, you probably think Nobody Does It Better is about you. Um, but yeah, that's the reason I've chosen Carly Simon. I think she's uh, just a great musician, great lyricist, a sense of humor to what she does, and um, just, just, just great. One of the original, um, original divas. Yeah. Hmm. Next. Who was next? Was it me? 
Yeah. Yeah. Nina Simone, um, I think is um, it's quite a contrast actually because um, Nina Simone wasn't as prolific, and I think if she would have been more prolific, I reckon she would have been um, gone down and remembered as literally one of the best female songwriters of all time. Um, but as it was, I think she only wrote. But she when didn't, she, so she's not. Well, well, as it was, there was a reason for that. Um, <laughs> no. You know, which is quite unique um, because. Um, she wrote when she had something to say, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, and she didn't have anything to say. She didn't just put out a record just for the sake of it or just came up with something artificially. She genuinely, and I think it's also a bit unfair. She's, she's remembered as this kind of civil rights kind of voice of the civil right movement, but she was actually a classically trained pianist and, you know, and, and she was unique in the sense that, uh, her music defied kind of standard definitions because she mixed so many she used her classical training uh, from her past she started playing the piano when she was three um, and also she was you know as a classical pianist for who she was as an african-american that time you know again you know she was struggling when she was applying to schools there was just a wall wherever she was going people were rejecting it um and um so you know no matter what genre you know song she played she drew from that she drew from gospel, you know, she drew from a classical training and um, and she, she kind of put all those things together and created something that's very unique. And I think that's, you know, and, and, and towards the end of her, towards the latter part of her career, she was known as like a jazz singer. And uh, she didn't like that either because, you know, she's like, you, you don't understand where I'm coming from here. But I think, don't yeah, so for me, for me, yeah, exactly. And I think... For me, for as for an artist, whether it's a singer, songwriter, director, I like someone who, kind of, first of all, is like first through the wall kind of thing, you know, you know, doing something for the first time that kind of changes it. And up until that moment, classical music was a very kind of, you know, a certain niche and a certain demographic, and she brought it. She's like, no, I'm a classical pianist. I'm a classically trained pianist. And she wanted to be, I think for a long part of her life, she wanted to be kind of recognized almost, you know what I mean? As the first African-American classical mm. musician to really just be amazing. Um, so, yeah, so the idea that she's, I think, doing something unique and for the first time, um, you know, is it makes her like, yeah, it, it adds a bit more gravitas and I think and a bit more weight to a title like the very best of all time. You know, you, you're doing something that no one's done before in mm. circumstances that are completely against you. You know, when everything is set up against you to stand up tall and go, no, I'm doing this and I'm mixing these genres. I'm going to take gospel music and I'm going to mix it with classical kind of Beethoven and uh, and I'm going to go to jazz. I'm going to change how that is. So she's mixing all these genres for the first time. And I love that. And I think we talked about that when we did talk about, you were talking about Kubrick. You know, I like it when someone does something for the first time and everyone goes, this is amazing. And then just copies it. And I think mm. she's really, her legacy is that, I think, as a musician. And that's so important, isn't it? You know, <laughs> when an artist stands up and does truly what they believe in, it really sets the precedent for any artist, right? Whether they're right, they can, if they believe in something, go, no, I'm going to try this, regardless of whether people like it or not. So that, I think, is why Nina Simone is the greatest female songwriter of all time. Great. Ben? Smashed it. 
Uh, yeah. So, uh, Bjork, um, yeah, female singer-songwriter, um, the very best. Uh, I'm putting her for that. Uh, And as well as just a singer-songwriter, I think she covers a lot of bases as well. Like, she's very multi-talented as a uh, a visual artist and as a stylist and as a poet as well. She kind of encompasses a lot of things that you can just call her uh, a pure creative. She's just a creative wild woman. Um, You know, she's had a long long history, a long recording history, um, starting in the 90s. And she was just like the original... Uh, Icelandic breakout, I think. Um, mm. You know, I, I, Iceland is quite kind of zeitgeist these days. It's a pretty, pretty, you know, for s- such a small place, it's very popular and very, mm. you know, desirable. People want to go there. Everybody wants to go there. It's on people's wish list um, for travel. But I think Björk was coming out of Iceland when <laughs> nobody even knew where it was or what it looked like. People didn't realize how beautiful and amazing it was. It was very, it was a bit more niche back then. And she's probably yeah. responsible for for the whole country becoming so cool and zeitgeist. Um, and there, there is a lot of very cool music coming out of, out of Iceland um, nowadays as well, like very current stuff. Um, I mentioned Low Raw um, a couple of weeks ago mm. as part of uh, the Icelandic music scene. But yeah, Bork, Bjork is just very... <laughs> Bork. <laughs> <laughs> Bork. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Bjork is just a, a straight-up uh, creative, um, I think, and she's got this... Uh, genuine uh, fearlessness to be truly experimental. Everything is in the name of experimentation. And like you said, Jay, when people do something for the first time and then everybody jumps on it, she's the kind of person who doesn't mind being crazy, like crazy avant-garde 90% of the time mm. to land on something new and Extremely something like you've never heard of that's amazing. And she'll be, she's always going to be like at the frontier of, of new things that you've never heard anything like this before, but it works and you couldn't ever, you couldn't have got to this type of music by, you know, mathematics. You couldn't have predicted it. You couldn't have followed a trend to it. Yeah. It's just good to know you've got someone wild like Bjork, who's just always on some crazy frontier that you can't even imagine, trying to trying to find what's new and good in in the frontier of her mind. And and that's got to be appreciated. That genuine creativity. So so my yeah my choice for the very best uh, yeah I think that's... female singer songwriter comes from comes from that and the, the the creativity and drive there. I think that's amazing actually what when she does that creative stuff uh it's good it's it's amazing because it's actually good and a lot of people yes. try it but it's not very good I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like so it's like it was like Yoko Ono you know have you seen some of her performances where she's like ah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and people are literally mesmerized like, and I'm you like, did Dude. this if you did this anywhere else people would give you medical attention that's what i meant by bjork when she does something yeah. like that it's actually really good and there's some kind of um, surprisingly yeah. good actor as well yeah, uh, yeah. dancer in the well, dark she's what, a, what? Oh, okay cool i've never seen her acting but i, need, uh, yeah, I think her voice La, is very uh, what, unique as well lars von trier is it yeah. Lars von Trier? Was it Lars? Yeah. Was it one of his weird films? Well, all his films are weird. But... <laughs> <laughs> one of his least weird films. One of his least weird. Was it Melancholia? No, Is that... no, oh, no. clitorises or nipples were <laughs> removed. Yeah. So it was what, a good what day. What film was she in? What, what, what Lars von Trier? Da- Is it called Dancer in the Dark? I'll have to watch it. That's brilliant. I think I think the acting skills come with like performing arts in general. I think if yeah, you can yeah. go, if you can step on stage to a microphone and sing and emote in front of a large room full of people on tour mm. like every night, 
Um, I, I think that the kind of it's a similar pressure to being on set with the director and the cameras rolling on you, knowing that it's going to go to the big screen to millions of people. I feel like it's quite a similar skill set that you know she works mm. with Tricky, and Tricky did similar as well. You know, Tr- Tricky was in Massive Attack, and then he had his mm. solo career, and then he's also in I know he's in at least the the Fifth Element um, with Lupuson mm. that also had Bjork yeah. in the soundtrack, I think. Um, yeah, small yeah. world, isn't it? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not, if, I'm not if, surprised by her acting there. It, it makes if sense. We ever get a, if we ever get a question like the most unique female voice of all time, I would definitely probably go for it because that's another one. I remember first time I heard, what, what was it, uh, one of her tracks and I was like, oh my, who is this? Because it just grabs you. And if that's what I think great voices should do, shouldn't they? They should make, yeah. stop union tracks, pause and just, um, but yeah. yeah. Maybe. Her Instagram's amazing as well. I had a look on her Instagram while we were listening to the music. They've, um, they, the greatest Instagram of all time. It could, it could be the very best. Uh, they for for one of her recent recordings, they've got a circular flute um, that is played by four people. So it's like a flute that's like maybe maybe two meters diameter, and there's a person stood on four sides of it. So four people, and they're all playing it at the same time. It's like do, a circle. They, and are a, they inside it or or outside? no? They're on the outside, and there is a person that stood in the like middle. A, that seems like a COVID hazard. I was going to say it's not very hygienic, <laughs> is it? <laughs> they put a disclaimer at the end. This was recorded. It was posted. April 2019. In, uh, 2019. So around the time COVID was starting, um, there were these guys recklessly blowing it around in a circle. Like, uh, November other. was it? November Musically 2019, spitting. something like that, wasn't it? November. It's coming up to two years ago, isn't it? Yeah, Dep- depending on which conspiracy theory you believe. Could, well, could, you mean you mean could be a lot. The one that. that says it's all fake. It could <laughs> have been a lot. It. Yeah, it's either it's never happened or it happened it's way all fake. before that. Yeah. The entire medical community in the entire world is in on it. Yeah. Well, and I always you know, go. Have you ever? Well, and you know, I always say. We've and proven I always say, that. Have you ever tried to uh, organize proven, a trip to the pub with four people? But we we've proven that all the pilots are in on the flat Earth conspiracy. So you know, it's not, <laughs> it's not that big a leap. Oh, um, okay, cool. Right, great. So that uh, is that your argument? Is that is that all you have to say about there? Is that all? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm good with that. Instagram. She has an amazing Instagram. I love that. That's like your concluding remark. Dude, I feel like I feel like a good like a good Instagram full of creative content is is a legitimate part of an artist's story. Like absolutely. have a look, man. It's amazing. Like absolutely mind blowing. Great. So um okay, just to summarize, but I'm gonna summarize. I really hope that the word in the song is Gavot. Goba. Gavot, because it's I highly uh, doubt it. It means a medium-paced French dance, popular in the 18th century. <laughs> Can you imagine that if she included that? She watched yourself, Gavotte. <laughs> so, which is weirder, that the guy gavotted along, or that somebody watched him doing it and actually recognised that that was the very specific dance that he was watched, doing it? That's like maybe two, they were two people about in the it, room so at the same time. I think time. maybe they were like talking about it previously. What, you know, they had a conversation him, about it. Yeah, what, watched him watching himself, Gavotte. Maybe as he got onto the yacht, he said, watch me, Gavot. Watch this. <laughs> I'm on my yacht, now watch me, Gavot. Check out this Gavot on my yacht. While I wear this apricot. Apricot. Yeah. Hey, that's, that's good, that's good, that's good. Anyone for shots? <laughs> uh, yeah, but not lots. Thank you, uh, but 
Nuts. <laughs> um, okay. Great. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, Carly Simon, just for her sense of humor and her, um, it's just her lyrics are just very clever. And um, Thesaurus, just, mate. Thesaurus. Thesaurus? <laughs> what? Yeah. It's just it's just a thesaurus job, isn't it? Getting so all you these could write ra- you could write clever lyrics just using a thesaurus, could you? <laughs> oh, sorry, no, I don't mean thesaurus. I mean rhyming dictionary. A rhyming dictionary. Okay, yeah, so you could so write like, you could write a clever lyric. Yes. Using a rhyming dictionary. Well, yeah, you just look up the word yacht, <laughs> and then you get you get apricot, you get gavotte. <laughs> yeah, and it's like oh, he could be wearing he could be wearing apricot. He could be words that along. rhyme with. <laughs> yeah. That's and, the weather, rhyming, and the weather could be hot. <laughs> the weather could be hot. Uh, he yeah. could have um, a spot. Probably not. <laughs> with a label yes. that says "Touch Me Not." <laughs> Look how easy we're finding it. What what scintillating lyrics we're coming up with? Um, yeah, platinum platinum material. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> hugely intelligent. Uh, lyrics. Um, yeah, good. So just the, the in, intelligence that she displays in her. He lyrics. could have been doing the. He could have been doing the foxtrot. Could have been the. Gavotte. But he he was not. It was a gavotte. Mm. Uh, Sam, I am. And he was also eating green eggs and ham. Um, yeah, so that's why uh, Carly Simon. Um, Nina Simone yeah I think uh, as I said previously just trailblazer uh, doing things that uh, at that time when hadn't been done before even the idea of like uh, you know at that time when she was the period where she's 50s or 60s um, if you were labeled a certain thing it means that it created a lot of uh, commercial opportunity for you and pretty much across the board all artists loved receiving a label because they're not right finally you know i've arrived and she was completely the opposite every time you know you tried to high priestess of soul she hated that title like she thought no <laughs> you know um jazz singer so every time they tried to pigeonhole her she just said no and then nowadays it's you know it's a standard practice isn't it or pretty much every artist going and saying you don't you can't put me in a box <laughs> she was like one of the originals to do it um great great songwriter and she as i said earlier she wrote when she had something genuinely important to say and she really felt it from the soul um so in that way maybe that's why people did say high priestess of soul because her music was coming from the soul and you know she dealt with the again she was really open about her mental health issues in a time where people were like what what are you on about people genuinely thought she was crazy uh, talking about it you know mental health and she was talking about this in the 60s 70s can you imagine the time zones she was in surrounded by she was way ahead of her time mm. and uh, so yeah for that reason so that gives it context so that gives, just adds a bit more gravitas to her songwriting as well so that's why nina simone is the greatest song female songwriter of all time very nice and yeah i'm saying the, the very best female songwriter um is is bjork uh just for her wild creativity and you know doing us all a favor living that life on the the frontiers of creativity and not being afraid to embarrass herself or not expecting to make a hit at all times to just truly be experimental and try everything sometimes good sometimes strange sometimes like you know all all different vibes um but always fresh and creative and yeah i gotta appreciate that 
Uh, uh, one thing I will say for Nina Simone, I could say many things because she's fantastic, um, but she uses the word boobies in a song, which is which is fun. Yeah. Fun fact. <laughs> Another first. Got my boobies. Do we have the? Do we have the line? Yeah. In the, what song is I that? I got life. She says boobies. She's saying all the things she's got. She um, reels off some body parts. <laughs> she says, I've got my boobies. Well, there Gats you me go. Got some titties. To all those people that Gats said she was a communist. <laughs> and all she talks about is politics. No, she talks about Also boobies. boobies. <laughs> I got my neck. I got my boobies. I got my heart. I got my soul. I got my back. I got my sex. I got my principles. Got go. <laughs> my boobies. Yeah, that's brilliant. Dig no, it. I didn't. I didn't know that. I have to listen to that song again. <laughs> yeah. Actually, she, it's it, Google's got it wrong. She said gavotte. That's what she said. <laughs> got my gavotte. I was just about to say that. Something along those lines. I was like, it's, it's, All right, gavotte. then. Gavotte. Okay, then. Thank you very much to Imlac for another um, brilliant, uh, very best question. Um, and thanks, of course, to Perry uh, uh, Perry Pile Cream and uh, White Vibes for your <laughs> sponsorship. Uh, please come if you want to um, send us buckets of money to um, peddle your filth. Then we'll do it. We're not ashamed. <laughs> so get in touch. You can get in touch and let us know your thoughts on our um, very besters um, at Instagram at the Very Best Podcast. Um, uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah, we'll see you next time. And for now, we've got to go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Amazing. Because <laughs> <laughs> you won't be fair.